0: All right, well, let's get to these teams and let me embarrass myself because I'm sure there's somebody I forgot somewhere in one of these teams. Let me just preface this whole pod by saying, please take it easy on me. No, sir. No, not you. I'm talking about W Twitter. I've been working in a stunt all day, bro. I'm tired, okay? Let's do it.
1: pick In the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. the biweekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos and Outlet Pass. My name is Corey Roush. I am a contributor and board member for Outlet Pass covering the WNBA and MNBA. I am joined, as always, by Bailey Caldwell, a fellow board member at Outlet Pass. Bailey, how are you?
0: Well, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty tired, but I'm okay. We're making it. Corey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good.
1: 26 days until the wedding. So there's that.
0: That's so exciting.
1: It's exciting and terrifying and exhausting all at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I can imagine. You know, maybe I'll find out one day, maybe I won't. But either way, you know, good good for you.
1: Well, today we are going to uh, talk about awards. It, the regular season ended yesterday for us, so we figured uh, ahead of the playoffs we want to make sure that we got into all of the awards, picks and stuff like that before playoffs take over, and that's all we're talking about for the next month or so. So, um, before getting into that, I'm uh, going to touch on some quick bits of news real quick. Uh, I'm going to do the more, not serious, but not not one that's going to take us off the rails right off the bat first. Uh, Kia Vaughn announced that uh, she is retiring, so uh, finished up her career with the Atlanta Dream this year. I think just generally respected. And it uh, was part of what made the culture there what it was this year, and I think that that's, that's the kind of thing that can really um, be understated, and not enough people appreciate it. But I know as some, like maybe you can speak to this a little bit more because you've been to the games in person. I just I was impressed by the reaction around the league to Kievan.
0: Oh yeah, everybody loves Kievan. I mean, there's there's really no reason to dislike Kievan. She had a very successful. What I think fourteen years, Mm -hmm. thirteen years. Something like that. And was one of those players that never really that just showed up and hooped and worked and played hard and never really uh caused any trouble, but always was a good veteran presence. Seemed to be very positive from everything that I know of her. And oh uh you know, I mean just a very Solid career, career averages of six points, four boards. Played a lot of different roles. She went from playing eight minutes in her second year to peaking at 24 minutes. You know, always was hovering around that sixth, seventh person on the bench. And played for a lot of successful teams, was part of Liberty. She played for the Mercury. I mean, she was just... um one of the more net positive players throughout her career, even on smaller scales. I mean, numbers won't necessarily pop out at you, but you see
1: the outpouring of love for her. So. Yeah. That that means, that means I'm sure that means the world to her. And it really told me everything I needed to know about her. Um, On the other end of things, I don't think there's been any real, I mean, Liz Cambage announced that she's taking time away from the W. So between that and, uh, Coach Fred's change of heart. It's been a weird, weird week for <laughs> for, for, for Sparks fans. Uh, Shots of slim. Brittany Sykes for the way she defended Kennedy Carter in that press conference and kind of like was just showed how much of a true leader she is. Bailey, do you even want to talk about your Sparks at this point, or you just to can. can die the way it is?
0: We can. They uh, they had X interviews after yesterday's game. I uh, was able to have the audio up. I didn't think I was going to because I didn't have good service at the time, but I had like the audio feed up and uh, Brittany, it was Brittany, Necca, and Fred. And I listened to Brittany and Necca. I had to tune out by the time Fred came on because I had to travel back home. But um, yeah, uh, Britt was crying. You know, she talked about how proud she was of the team and herself this season for never giving up and showing up even when it was hard and when things were crazy, um, you know, and and she ended this season on a tear, mhm on a tear and and an offensive tear. We always know what the defense is gonna be, but her offense was incredible the last couple I want to say probably eight games or so oh my God. and um you know she finished on a bang in with Dallas last night, and you know it, it was nice to see her passion, and like you said, she played through every game and played hard all. She played a lot of minutes in a lot of games that wasn't close. But still played hard every second she was out there. And I appreciate that about her. Um, you know, and I've I've said it before and I'll say it again. If the whenever the Sparks get a GM and whenever they get all these uh structural positions filled, they should hand her a, a blank check. You know, I, I I think they should do whatever they can to keep her in LA she's right in the prime for a career she seems to like the team seems to love being in LA so i think they should try to do right by her in every chance they can and then i t- i called some um exit interview yesterday and i she doubled she doubled and tripled down on wanting to be in LA but i'm going to be the first i'm going to say it right here i have Almost zero confidence that she's back in L.A. next year. I'm just going to say it right now. I'm I i I'm just going to put that on the record. I put that on the airwaves. Um, I thought about tweeting it so people could see it and read it. I just have a bad feeling. Or I don't even want to say a bad feeling because, like, she deserves a better-ran organization. You know, it's my favorite player. I want her to be in the best situation for her. Um, but it's also going to suck because, you know, 11 years – with one team and all that, that's pretty tough. But yeah, they, they asked her, I think it was Jackie Ray asked her, had she ever considered or even thought about leaving LA? And she was quick to say, like, no, but like, I, I don't know. I, it wasn't very convincing. <laughs> and, um, Cheney said today, I saw the Christina Williams tweet. I haven't caught up with today's ex interview. Everybody else was today. Um, But Janae said she goes where NECA goes, so I uh she didn't even say she from the quote that Christina put, and I have not seen the whole thing, but the quote from Christina didn't even say anything about LA specifically, just said I go where NECA goes, we're a package deal. So um So yeah, and then you know Liz finally addressed the situation today and talked about playing in LA was a dream come true, and I'm sorry it couldn't end da -da -da da da whatever. Like at this point, like somebody on um, somebody quote tweeted it today on Twitter it was like Liz Campbell just broke up with a league that had been broke up with her for months <laughs> like, yeah. so i I don't know there's 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 a lot that can change for l a this off season uh Christy Tolliver said she wants to come back, and I think they only have what five maybe four players on her contract.
1: Yeah, so much,
0: I think it's three rookies Katie Lou and maybe Kennedy. I think Kennedy has an he, option, yeah, I think might Kennedy, be yeah. But, um, you know, it's gonna be very interesting because premier franchise in the W you would think would have a lot of free agency pool, but given the state of the organization, I, I don't know. Um, I'll have more thoughts on that, hopefully, in a written form uh sometime soon but it's uh not great Corey <laughs> it is not great right now and ending the season on a blowout loss to the wings where you get outscored forty one to nine in a quarter.
1: Well at least not... you have your first round pick to look for to no oh
0: but here here is a positive I will say hopefully Hopefully that first round pick is the last stand on Derek Fisher's on that he leaves on the organization, and we can move on after that. Fred said he wants to come back as head coach.
1: Did you hear that? I, I bet he does I hope they've yeah. had a change of heart as well. Yeah, let's get off the sparks. We could be here forever. Yes. We will have plenty yes. of time to discuss them in the off season as I'm sure they won't be making news for. Good, bad, and indifferent reasons. Let's get into some awards. So we're going to go in order of when they are going to be announced by the league. We are skipping uh, the Kim Perrow Award uh, for sportsmanship, just because I don't think either of us really feel, I, I don't think that that's something that either of us could really make a case for. Like, I, I, I think think like we know enough. So I feel like let's stick to the things that, are, that we're better at measuring and things like that. Let's start with executive of the year. Bailey, who was your executive of the year?
0: I chose Dan Padover. Me too. Yeah, from the Atlanta Dream.
1: Yeah, I I I did too. And it's it's not even necessarily about specific moves. So I think obviously nailing the first overall pick is a is a pretty good start to a tenure for a general manager. But I do think that bringing in Tanisha Wright as the coach and, and and just establishing a culture, I think, was so important to where this team is yes they missed the playoffs yes they're still an under 500 team but they look like so much more of a professional organization than they did a season ago and that that goes so far beyond wins and losses it's it's the same reason why i would have considered she was lynn dunn was on my short list too because yes they Mm -hmm. were but she nailed that draft class and they look more reasonable and that matters so much more than a team maybe moving up one or two spots in the playoffs but still being a first round exit or something like that i yeah. think that i obviously i think it will take plenty of work for him to replicate what he is what he built in vegas but if they get number 1 pick this year they're 2 thirds of the way there right so i, I would I,
0: say I, further I, than that to be honest with you
1: Yes, I, I more just meant because it was well, yeah, first yeah. Round. Yeah, but yeah, I was I was being facetious with the exact numbers. But yeah, I, I, I like what I like just I think reshaping organization in terms of the way they're perceived goes a long way.
0: Yeah. And not only that, I, I don't know truly how much impact he has um in with these things, uh what I'm about to point out, but mm-hmm. You know, you sell out over half of your home games. You have one of the best, if not the best, in arena experience in the W, you know, like. But that all stems from the product you put on the court, the team you put on the court, which he is responsible for. Um, And, you know, just having a balance of vets and youth. And then you get a new coach who's building a new culture. And it just it just all works like if they don't get struck by the injury bug in the last month of the season, I think they're comfortably a playoff team.
1: Uh, I mean, look at the trade for AD. I think that that was like just like a someone just say it was a flyer when they made it, but they, they almost done so well. Oh my God. Like if they had been able to play the full season, they would have been in line for most improved player or yeah, like pushing them into the postseason. So yeah, I, I think that he's just he's done a fantastic job. I, I'm, I'm glad we were on the same page because I, I thought that was not the easy answer, but I think it kind of aligns with what we're looking for in a team yeah. building to kind of set up that culture.
0: And the other night, I just want to add this little mm-hmm. snippet. The other night after the game, we bumped into Ryan. And I just asked her, I was like, so what's the highlight of your rookie year for you? And you know what she said? Go ahead. She said, she said being in a locker room where
1: everybody likes each other. Could you imagine someone saying that about Atlanta nine months ago? Right. That it's it's and that's that's coach that's the roster that's the top of the organization that's everything they were they were the butt of everyone's jokes last year for not being a professional organization and that is not the case anymore right
0: so yeah. Yeah, and I, I do fun. think I think bringing him in at the top really helped
1: yeah for sure for sure probably in a similar vein even though this is an on the court award rookie of the year I, I think for most of the season it was between. Three players, most would say two. I would. I was regularly trying to make the argument that hey, Melissa Smith fits right into that argument. But um I want. I'm curious, who did you end up picking for your rookie of the year? I went Ryan. I did as well. Yeah, I, I, I do think it was close. I
0: think it's a lot closer than people are saying it was. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think there
1: was a gap. If that makes sense, like it, it just depends on what you value, right? Like I, I think that Ryan is the definitive face of a franchise that we that based on what, how lucky they get with this this year's draft this year's draft class, like the lottery and all that, plus with like the steps they're taking with what we just said with their organization, she could be the face of a franchise that is a perennial playoff team. Whereas I think right. Shakira Austin is a like you're already seeing flashes and, and sometimes more than that of her being a defensive anchor for a team in the burgeoning offensive game. She's not gonna necessarily be the number one option, but that's because she's on a team that is loaded with talent. She's the only one in that top three that is in the playoffs. And then Melissa Smith's a little bit of both, right, where I think that she can be – she showed more on offense this year than I expected. The team was not very good, and I do think that there's a chance that with who they pick at the top of the draft this year, she's more of a secondary star, but I don't think that's necessarily an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think – like, as much as a rookie can when their team is not making the playoffs, I think Ryan Defend this season. I think that she – was one of those those pillars of like the youth movement for the for the what we saw while we were celebrating the veterans that are leaving. I think Brian was the most positive way you can have an antithesis of that, right? Like I think that she just kind of showed, hey, this is this is coming, this is happening.
0: Yeah, and she's just so sound already uh, and poised, mm-hmm. just in every aspect. Like you know, it's, it's interesting because. I think that's another important thing to factor into the the dream as a whole, but um you know Ryan is really quiet mm-hmm. at least publicly, but by all accounts, she is maybe not always like super vocal or loud, but she's a leader, mm-hmm. and I think that's important as well to have a rookie that can make their impact felt in that type of way, especially with someone you're taking as a number one pick cornerstone. Um and so, you know, I, I think again we talked about that trade at the top. I think it worked out for all parties involved very well. Um I actually would have thought Nelissa was closer than Shakira um for a second myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and I think Nelissa flashed some things I didn't expect her to this early, as we've talked about a few times. And, you know, you talked about her being a primary option. I think she showed that she's fluid between a 1A, 1B. I mean, I I think – I don't know if she can be your full-time one option. Mm-hmm. But I do think if you had a another star player, we'll say a la Stu and Jewel, yeah, You know, you can flip back and forth from night to night, depending on who's got the what. And she can comfortably get you 25 and 11 on efficiency, you know, and be your go-to score for a night. And then the next night she may have 16 and eight, but, you know, you're still getting wins.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, who would you have round out the all-rookie team then? Because I assume that the three names we mentioned, as it is positionless, which so did you have Shakira, Ryan and and Nalissa all on your all rookie team? Yes. Who were your last two?
0: Nas Hillman and Rebecca Gardner.
1: See, I love this because I have two, two different people. And I had when I thought it had to be positions, I had Rebecca Gardner on there. And I will let my biases show I removed her now that I don't have to have positions. I have Queen Eggbow. And uh Emily Angstler. Yeah, I, I just I, I love right both there. of them
0: so much. They're hard. right there. Yeah. They are they are
1: I also thought uh if if she had gotten the minutes earlier in the season, rather than being stuck behind uh Liz Cambage, I think Olivia Nelson Adota would have had a very strong case. But be that as it may, I I think that this was a fun rookie class. I'll I'll just leave it at that, right? I think that we're very optimistic about this class going forward.
0: Yeah. And and I I do think um at least compared to my team, I think Queen is right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think she's probably going to be on that all rookie team. I she had the minutes and she backed it up with the game. Um I did let my bias show pretty strongly there with Nas and Gardner because I do think in a more from a more uh objective place it would be Queen and Inksler or at least Queen. Yeah, I, do I think that. One my, my bias. Also, one of my
1: favorite, favorite um, players in class,
0: but I do think Queen is definitely on there. Um, but I, I went with my uh, biases, my gut choices there.
1: I like that. I like that. Well, don't worry. I'll have i plenty of bias later for you to. Oh yeah, people, so. yeah. Let's
0: go ahead and uh, go ahead and get to uh, Kurt Miller for coach. Uh um, no, sir, I'm, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> and it's even mean, for most improved.
1: No, 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 no.
0: no. I'm, I'm just not picking. That
1: uh but let's talk about most improved who do you have so i thought this I one was tough
0: this one this one was tough and like i said i took a, a path not very very traveled from what i was seeing on twitter um and it's not necessarily a bias i just think that this person has a really underrated case and comparably to the other like top options I just think that if you're looking at most improved, there are different ways to look at it. So I took Lexi Brown.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: Yeah, I went with Lexi because, you know, there was a point in time in the offseason where people were wondering, is Lexi even going to be playing?
1: Well, right, yeah.
0: And then she comes out and is a top five shooter in the league. For my money, she's one of the better defender, like more pesky defenders in the league. and played such an important role for L.A. and was consistent all year and brought, you know, just positivity to that team that needed it on and off the court. And, um, you know, given all those questions and doubts and built on that AU season, a lot of people said, oh, AU's hey, just organized pickup. Like, it's not going to translate, whatever. And, and That's you one. know... I, I, I think her and Natasha Cloud alone have proven that wrong, but also you factor in Izzy Harrison. Um, and then even though a lot of the players there may not have made a roster, they got tryouts. And that to me shows that it's more than just organized pickup. So, uh, yeah, she would we're be com- my, po- my choice. much more
1: comfortable somebody like DJ Nick Harrington, like to get back to my biases. but like, No, yeah, you're I right, re- though. Yeah. And, and, like, I remember before, like, whenever we were talking about, like, we, like, we were probably being too flippant about it, but, like, whenever... It, Lexi's always very vocal on, on social media, and I remember that a lot of people were talking about, like, she's talking a lot and being very demanding for a player that... we Like, she might talk her way out of the league. Like you said, Like yeah. when we weren't sure she was going to play, and a lot of it was because people weren't sure if she was good enough to demand some of the things or, or be as vocal as she was, and uh, she shut those people up. She was absolutely great this year.
0: Yeah, so um i'll look we'll at your your choice not to who my like other i had four candidates really they came to mind so my other three were all
1: right yeah i i had jackie young and i i i, I tossed and turned and and really struggled uh because I, I think it just depends on like what kind of leap you're, you're valuing right i think that i think a lot of people have kelsey plum and i think the leap the plum made from sixth woman to second in the league in scoring is very impressive but i think and this is no shade at her. I do think that a lot of that is owed to the to the the pace of play that the Las Vegas Aces play. I think that Sabrina Ionescu has a case, but some of that is also because she finally was healthy all season. I think that for Jackie Young, she went from being a non-factor to a three-point shooter to one of the most lethal snipers in the league. She's a borderline all-defensive player in this league. If if not, like I'm sure some people have them on have her on their team. Like I think that it was very easy to kind of think that maybe she had plateaued or maybe she was never going to quite figure it out. And she was an absolutely deserving all-star this year. For the first month of the season, you could make the case that she was the MVP of the Aces. I just – I think that the leap that she made from should she be starting over – like because like they have so many guards – to she's a borderline all-WNBA level player. I just I, – I went with Jackie. I think that that's so impressive, and I, I've always been a fan of her game. And I liked actually seeing it all be put together this year.
0: So my other options included Jackie because I do think that you were – you hit the nail on the head with her. My only thing is she was number one overall pick, and, like, I shouldn't all hold right. that against her. But, like, for me, it's weird with number one overall picks and most improved because, like, if you're stepping into what – I guess men was expected or what we thought you would be. I don't, cause like Sabrina's on my list too, but mm-hmm. again, like she just kind of, she got healthy. I mean, mm-hmm. Jackie wasn't just getting healthy. Jackie legitimately had a transformation.
1: Yes. Her game is different.
0: Yes. Her game is significantly Her shot mechanics are different. Like Jackie legitimately improved. Like I'm not, and I'm not going to say Sabrina didn't improve.
1: It's not the same uh, thing.
0: I'm kind of on a slippery slope here, but um, to me, like, I feel like Jackie could always do this. We just ain't get to see it in a system that allowed her to do so. Um and and maybe um maybe that's faulty logic for me. You know, so I know a lot of people are probably gonna disagree, and that's fine, that's the beauty of it, but you know, to me Jackie is just doing what I always thought Jackie was going to end up doing at some point anyway. Um and then my other pick was I, I think she had a strong case early in the year and kind of tailed off con, with her consistency downstretch, but I picked Jessica Shepard.
1: She was very – yeah, she, she should be on that, that short list. She was very good. Yeah,
0: so uh, I picked her as mine. I didn't even have KP in mind. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't even have – like, she didn't even cross my mind for this award.
1: Fair enough. No, I'm not mad at that. Um, Coach of the Year, I think that this was – Again, pretty I, I think that there's a lot of viable candidates. To me, there was two that you would really pick between um at the end of the day. But I do think that there's a lot of people we can shout out. I went with Becky Hammond and that could be controversial solely because of the, the roster is loaded. And I think that between between her and James Wade, I think they both had insane cases that you could make for them. And it's not just the record, it's it's, I I just think that they're establishing these franchises as arguably the two premier franchises in the league. And I don't even, like, again, I don't even assume that in terms of record. I just think, like, even earlier in the season when Chicago was not that number one seed or, and, and Vegas ended up getting the one. But, like, there was never a time throughout the year that I doubted that those were the two best teams in the league, no matter what their record was. Because I thought that they were always going to be the most prepared teams in the league. Or... Like Becky Hammond, like yes, this team is talented right, but they 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 did not play to this level before they are they have the best offensive rating in the league, and it's nearly four full points better than the second place team. It's you're seeing Kelsey Palm have a career year, Jackie Young begin this conversation over most improved. I'm sure we're gonna talk plenty about Asia Wilson later, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. I just. Some of that is the individual players. Like you said, they're, number, they're four more number one overall picks for a reason. But I think if you're going to watch someone, I mean, I, I think both her and Wade in the way they've run their teams have kind of changed the way this league is being run. And I, I think right. that, that deserves the recognition for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's a fair point. I also pick Becky Hammond. I hate to. I didn't think we'd be this, either. this, this. I like this is fun and weird. Um I will say had you asked me before the last game, I would have gone with Tanisha Wright.
1: Okay. She was my uh, third, so yeah, I I'm, I'm on yeah, board. With that. Had,
0: had you asked me literally before that because like and maybe again, maybe this is faulty logic because she's her their defense was incredible, their culture was incredible, but like that offense down the stretch, man, I don't know. I don't know, you know, so you and I know, know I don't know that's
1: her that, that's the, some of the injuries but it was pretty rough.
0: Yeah, but I'm and I'm I'm like I said I, I don't want that to be like the, you know, I'm not trying to blame that on her fully, but you know, like they called a timeout um down a stretch of the last labor day game. Your playoff hopes are essentially on the line. Your star rookie has 27-7 and 4. And essentially she doesn't even move on the last play. Like you just draw up a play that goes, doesn't even like look to make her an option like that. And, and that's not the only time that's happened. There's a handful of times, you know, throughout the season where the late game execution kind of got away and that's not all on her either, but, um, you know, that is something that I think I would like to see her improve on before I could give her the coach of the year. Um, uh, because to me, it's similar to, like, MVP. You know, you want to pick the player that's all-around, you know, impactful best player. You don't just pick, like, a one-way player. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to pick just a one-way coach. I think Becky did both sides of the ball off the court, whole nine. Um, and I had uh, Noah Quinn in my running
1: and Mike Tibo oh, yeah. also as well. Yeah, this, this, this field was stacked, I think. So, yeah, I'm not going to – I wouldn't yeah. – have... I wasn't really gonna argue over whoever you picked unless you picked like, you know, the guy that I picked at the beginning of the year, Derek Fisher.
0: Um Yeah, yeah, you know. Um he, I don't even know if he's coaching youth at this point, but I digress. Um I hope not. I will take <laughs> my kids to him. No,
1: for sure, for sure. Uh probably the quickest one, I think. I don't think we're really gonna dive too deep on a uh, sixth player of the year. It, it's it's Bree Jones, right? Yeah, it's like, Bree Jones.
0: And I, I don't even know who's
1: even second.
0: I Have Same. no idea. I generally
1: I just—I think she will be unanimous. I and I, I don't think that's a slight to anybody else. It's just she's she defined what that what that award tends to be about, and it's—I mean, Connecticut put out a tweet today talking about her potential All W case, and I don't think she has that, but she's she was statistically fantastic this year, coming off the bench, and it's all off the bench. She was an All Star coming off the bench. Like I, I just. I, there's no debate for me. I, I wouldn't yeah. really even listen to anybody who has said anybody else.
0: I like said so I didn't even put any extra options because I racked my brain and could not think of one.
1: No, it, it's Brie, um, Defensive Player of the Year. I want you to go first here. Well, this is where my bias is going to show. Okay. I have Alyssa Thomas, and I feel okay. justified in that because my favorite player, who I like to shout out when I do clip threads, also has. Alyssa Thomas, that's Dejanay Carrington. She's probably not any more biased than I am, of course. But uh, she's just a pest, man. Like, I, like Connecticut had to completely revamp their defensive system this year because they went from having two elite point-of-attack defenders in uh, Jasmine Thomas and Brianne January. And to be able to reshape that on the fly to still be an elite defensive unit is very impressive to me. Especially whenever you're employing the likes of, of the Wanna Bonner on a regular basis. It it's just and, and to me that that all goes to AT. I don't I don't I don't mean that to slight anybody else. I think John Quell is very good on that end. I think Courtney Williams has her moments on that end. I just I, I'm continuously flabbergasted by by everything that Alyssa Thomas does. And I think that like you, they 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 finished point three points behind Washington in terms of overall defensive rating. I think Washington is full of elite defensive talent. And Connecticut is full of Alyssa Thomas. I, I think that <laughs> I like I, I understand that she's my favorite player. I'm obviously very biased whenever I'm picking this. But statistically, I mean she's she's one of the top steals. She's second in the league in steals and just People go to the paint, and she just bodies them immediately. Most of the time, they should be called for a foul. She's not, so therefore, it's good defense. That's what the referees told me. So, I, I think that I don't I mean, think I, it's
0: not a foul. What the ref calls it. So, if it's not a foul, it's good defense. The number of
1: times that I've seen her just body somebody to the point where, and like, but like body, but contort her body enough that she pulls out, and they end up. Just co- at, like collapsing forward, like she pulls the chair out from under them and then she leads the break with that. Like, that's the other thing, right? Is that her defense is why Canada, the rare times that Connecticut is a good transition team. It's because Alyssa Thomas is just disrupting a play and blowing it up. So, yeah, I, I don't know that she'll be the popular choice, but here I am. Who was your she's defensive her, player of the she's year?
0: She's right there. She was my second pick. She was number two. Okay. And And uh, I. I got to give it to Asia, though, for me personally. I'm not mad
1: at it. You're going to get mad when we do these all defensive teams, but I'm not mad
0: at it. The reason why I'm giving it to Asia is because a lot of the things that we look at, and and it's really similar to your case Mm -hmm. for A.T., Yeah. Like, I think if you look at the Aces – people swear and maybe i view defense differently maybe i do i think they only have one above average perimeter defender that plays heavy minutes yeah and i'm that to me that's jackie Mm -hmm. like to me kelsey plum is like pesky but she's not necessarily the best defender you know yeah um and Raquana Williams, like, she plays, like, lower minutes. She's a pretty, she was a pretty decent defender, um. but I don't know how good she was this year. But a lot of that put pressure on Asia, and she kept them afloat mm-hmm. on that end. And to me, she improved on that end so significantly in a lot of ways that ultimately led to her putting up a lot of stats. I mean, she had a ton of blocks, a ton of steals, like, you know, and things of that nature, but
1: she led the league in stocks for what it's worth.
0: Yeah. Like, I just think that in the, the ways that she does it, it's really, again, it's really similar to your argument for AT because, you know, there's a lot of pressure on her and she, I don't know if you watched the storm game then when they played the storm in the last game of the season, but do you know what sealed that game? Go ahead. An Asia steal. And she stole the pass and went up court and passed it to KP and she laid it up. Like, you know, I mean, just, I think, I don't know if I've said this on the pod. I think I've said it to you, but like, Asia has gotten to a point now where she's very Candace-esque. Mm-hmm. And, to a, and and AT falls in that category too. in my opinion, to a less prolific standpoint, but also in that category. Um, of defensive anchors and posts or whatever you want to call them, bigs that just break that mold, break that traditional mold. Like, and I, and I, I'll go ahead and segue. That's also why I'm picking her for MVP as well. But you know, to back up to the defensive point, like I just feel like what she did on that end was—I don't want to say generational, but it was darn close. Yeah, I mean, really and truly, just and it, it's all the small things. Like I said, it's, to me, it's a lot of the small things. So
1: I will steal this. My article is dropping today as well for my awards picks. So it's it's, it's kind of serendipitous in that way. But this is this is the way that I started off the section on MVP. Everyone defines MVP in different ways. To some, it is the best player overall. Others look at who most defines the team they are on, like on and off the court. Some of the most basic definitions boil down to best player on the best team. No matter how you define the award, there is only one answer: it is Asia Wilson. Yeah, I I don't like. I understand why other people debate. She'll break the historical mold because no one has ever not led their team in points because and and won the MVP. There's no one like Asia Wilson. It's just to me, I I don't I, I don't think that there's any real comparison.
0: Yeah, and you know we were talking in the group chat the other day, and you know the Aces just put those numbers out there that just really nail it home, mm-hmm. and they're just really simple. You know, they're not even going; they're not even going to advanced stats, no, double which... doubles, rebounds, blocks, uh, whatever. Meanwhile, and and you know, I think a lot of people have Stewie second, which yes. I think is fine. Uh, but you know, they're like, oh well, she led the league in. Uh threes by a player above six four, but I'm just like, bro, if you have to turn your head twelve degrees, close your left eye, and roll your roll your right eye to the right, like it's not a case if that's what you have to do to see the case like
1: no, I, it was I,
0: closed for a large portion of the year,
1: yeah, I think just until about like two or three weeks ago it was close, and then agent just started laughing her,
0: and I think that was about the time where I told you like. When they played the Sparks, Asia just took over down the stretch and I was like, Yep, nope. I'm I'm good. Here. Yeah. You know, I remember messaging you about it. I don't oh, know yeah. what it was, but um nope, it's it's Asia and that's it, you know.
1: All defensive team.
0: This is the ones I rattled my brain on.
1: Yeah, I think this was like well, I said I think defensive player of the year was I think there was a top two to me. I say I'd not even say that because Asia Wilson's not on my first team on defense. What? That's blasphemous. I get it. I think there's a definitive top three to me. And unfortunately, I played forward and I couldn't cheat. I wanted to cheat, but none of them them slotted into center. And I know you don't think Stewie's on that level. And I think Stewie was a slightly better defender than Asia this year. And you almost talked me out of it. And if I really wanted to go back, I could let you talk me out of it. But right now, I I have Asia as my... (laughs) If, if I hate them, why couldn't they just make a position so I could have all three of them? Um yeah, I have Alyssa Thomas and Brianna Stewart as my first team forwards on defense, and I've have, I have Asia Wilson as a forward on, on second team.
0: Intriguing. Okay, so I actually just made an adjustment of mine because I liked it better this way. So give me your first team.
1: I have Brittany Sykes. Okay. Alicia Gray. Yeah, we're two for two. Alyssa Thomas. Three for three. Bri- Brianna Stewart and Ezie McElroy. Okay,
0: so that's where we're different. I have Asia. That's the only difference. I have Asia.
1: Over? Ezzie. Okay, so if... I if... have Ezzy
0: second. Ezzie's on my second team. Like, that was... No, so
1: if, if I can play... If I can put... Like I said, if I can put one of those forwards at center, then... Which I, you probably could get away with it. That's where the difference is, right? Because... Yeah. Yes, if, if 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 it was just three front court, she to me is there over as as much as I love Ezzie, I That's what that's actually where the issue is for me is that I felt like I had to put her at forward and Stewie at forward. So yeah, that, that then I don't think we're really having that much yeah, of an argument. Yeah. I think you would tell no. me that at that point then just have her over Stewie, which I get. I get. I get. I get. But you know,
0: I, I think I probably did cheat a little bit on mine, but you know. I put Stewie you, at the 3.
1: Okay, I'm not mad at it. It I mean, also, you could make an argument that a lot of the time, Thomas Alyssa Thomas was playing guard, so
0: yes, you also could make that case, so yeah, I mean, whatever you know, but uh,
1: debate there. What's your second team looking like then? All
0: right, so I have Ezzy. Okay, this is where it got really tough because you said you don't have Asia first team, no, so (laughs) I have Asia,
1: I have Asia where you would put Ezzy then,
0: yeah, but um. I got Ezri. I got Natasha Cloud.
1: I also have Natasha Cloud.
0: I got Jackie Young.
1: I have Skylar Biggins-Smith over Jackie Young. Okay. But well, I, I have I Jackie think,
0: Young. I think that was
1: close. I put Ryan. Okay. I, I Okay.
0: So I told you I cheated and put some players up as like a 3 that I think could be a 3.
1: No, oh, I think Ryan, she I think she could play either position. Yeah. Yeah, so I put Ryan up. Uh and I have Shakira I love it. I do, I did not have the guts to pull the trigger, but I, I think I, she, care. I think um, she's right there.
0: Yeah, I mean I, that that was that was for me. Um, it hurt not to have NECA because I think she had a really good individual defensive season.
1: Um, yeah, but I couldn't have two sparks on my all defensive teams. without that. Yeah, me
0: neither. Me neither. I couldn't. I wanted to, but because yeah. like I said, I I talked. You know, I've talked to you and I talked to some other people like. If there's a third team, she'd be on it. She had a really good, like, individual yes. defense,
1: but. uh. So, my team was Natasha Cloud, Skyler Smith. I had Emma Mieseman and Candace Parker with Asia Candace there.
0: Candace was tough for me. to. I was trying to fit Candace in there, and I think she probably deserves it and belongs there, but
1: I just. It's tough. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's. I'm just always so impressed when I watch that team. Like, And I don't yes. think either of them are going to show up necessarily statistically, but the amount of fits that the pairing of Emma Measeman and Candace yes. Parker gives your people, it's just I, – I think they – I know you're very confident they're going to win another title. I'm like 55% sure. I, I have a lot of little doubts creep in, but I still think they're the favorite, obviously. Um, and, and, and that's this a big part is, of it, why. I think that they just are just a nightmare.
0: Yeah, and this is where I feel like I might get some flack this is where I might feel like I might catch a flag for not having a sky player on, on defense, specifically one of those two, like literally. And to me, I, they're right there. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not taking that away from them. And you could very easily put, um, probably put CP over Ryan or Shakira, but I just, I don't know. That was just who came to mind. No, I feel it. I
1: don't think it's actually like, I mean, I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think it's as, uh, I, like, I don't, I don't think I. Like, I would not have had Ryan over them, but I, I understand the case. And I think that she definitely deserves recognition for the year that she had. So I'm, I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah. All W. <laughs> I actually don't uh. think our first team will be that if, if it's different at all, I don't think it'll be much.
0: All right. So who's your first team then?
1: Okay, so no particular order because they've blessed us with it being positionless. Candace Parker, Kelsey Plum, oh, Brianna wow. Stewart, Asia Wilson, and Alyssa Thomas.
0: Intriguing. Oh,
1: man, this is it that much different? It is. Interesting. So go through your first team again Candace, Kelsey Plum, Brianna Stewart, Asia Wilson, and Alyssa Thomas.
0: So I have Stewie. Uh-huh. I've got Asia.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And you said Alyssa A- Thomas.
1: AT A- Plum and C P. Plum and C P.
0: Intriguing, chord. Very intriguing. Very intriguing. I have C P as well. Okay. Um. But I have Skylar. Yeah. Okay. I've got Skylar. And then I have Naka. I get it. Um, Obvious bias, but
1: it just is what it is. I mean, they're both on my second team. So, like, it's not, I don't think that's that crazy. I think most people think you're crazy for not having Kelsey Plum on the first team because I think that she's like W Twitter's favorite player in the world right now for whatever reason. KP they might Ooh, figure it out. It. KP, you have, but- you have KP on the second team. I do have KP. Okay. She's the first okay. person on my second team. She was okay, the very was first say. person. That's not that crazy. Like,
0: Yeah. I mean, I I think I've made it clear most of the year. Like, I'm taking Skylar over KP pretty much it. 10 times out of 10. Um, so, yeah. But she is number one. Like, she was the first player I put on the second team. Um.
1: So so you have her on second team. You said, do you have Alyssa Thomas on second team? or did you call I do. Her? They, they okay. were my first. They were my first two. Um, okay. So then you and I have the same top seven, because I also have NECA and Skyler on my second team. So who rounds it yeah. out for you?
0: Uh, I just want to say, um, to me, AT is really great and had a really great year. Um, she's a weird case to gauge because her numbers don't necessarily match the other players on the stat sheet yep but she's fantastic phenomenal and i'm not gonna take that away from her and i just wanted to clarify why she wasn't on first team no oh, because right. i i do think i think we both went with our biases but i think neither one of us are like outrageous like it's not like i'm putting like chene on first team or
1: something. no like i think that like i said i think i to me there was a pretty definitive top seven and you flipped two of the ones like yeah. I, I, but i think that that was it like i think that the benefit of this being positionless is we're essentially doing the top 10 players of the season. And I think those were the top seven. So I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Um, okay. I'm so interested so to see, see how go. different we are here. Let's go one at a time. Sure. You first. I
0: put I Sub- Sabrina. I have her as well. Okay. Um, I'd put EDD. I put Elaine. one of my last
1: cuts. I thought she was fantastic, but I, I, I just don't know that she played enough, but she's an um, absolute monster.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, that absolutely makes sense, the player requirement. Um, I think I've said before, I don't tend to hold that too far or as much weight as some other people do. Um, yeah. I absolutely understand. So who did you have in her place then? Like who who made it
1: in? I had John Jones. Okay, see, I don't have John I, I John Quayle's John- had a
0: very quiet year to me.
1: I agree. I agree. I agree. I, I think that if EDD played more... That would have been an easy swap for me, but yeah i I value that a lot I know I do I know I value it more than I probably should but yeah no so no
0: easy. no that's that's your opinion. who was last your last one' hard last was yes. hard um I originally had Ka, yes, and took her out, and I went with Jackie
1: I did too <laughs> i I didn't think I was going to like i I, I didn't like, either. Going it to be this is because I was again thinking for until she got hurt I was gonna I was gonna sit here and fight to the death for Kelsey Mitchell because I thought that yeah. I don't care that she's I she I would have had her she was unbelievable goal. all season and I still think um, you
0: could argue you could I mean, she only missed how many games like six or eight
1: yeah it was enough that the brilliance that I thought Jackie Young was was enough to win out.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, but I'm just saying, like, if you wanted, if you would have said Kelsey Mitch, I would not have looked at you any type of way.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. See, not as not as, not as crazy different as I thought we would be. And I like, I think that really all it just boils down to is 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 how much where you and I differ generally on not that neither of us are right or wrong, but it's just our biases when it comes to availability. And yeah. I just I weigh that probably have more heavily than I should. And yeah. So real quick, before we get out of here, uh, we're not we're gonna so we're gonna be back later this week and actually kind of cover like the first game ish of each playoff series. So we're not gonna go too in depth on that, especially because we want to have a person here for that. But uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What are your predictions? Who wins and, and how many games for each series? I'm gonna go one by one with you. All right, go ahead. Connecticut, Dallas. I previewed that this week. Real quick, real quick plug. Uh, I previewed that over the weekend with Kadeem before it was official, and uh, luckily it came through. So. Uh, if you want a more in-depth analysis, and preview on that, definitely check out uh, the pod from over the weekend. But who do you have on Connecticut and Dallas?
0: Connecticut and two.
1: I, I think it's going to be Connecticut and three. And, again, that might just be me being the fetus. I, I predicted Connecticut was going to lose the game to Minnesota, too, because I just always expect the worst is going to happen. But, yeah, I, I think Connecticut comes out with a series win. Uh, Seattle-Washington. This series is, oh, my God. Washington in three. I think so, too. And I, I think they're all going to be good. Like, I think that's going to be the best series in the first round. I think that series is going to be insane. It wouldn't lie.
0: surprise me if, like, the point difference over that game is, like, under five. Yeah, or for the series, that, pardon me, is under five.
1: I, I think that's going to be – And, like, I know that some people were bothered that we did away with the the, the buys and the, and the best of ones. But if you're going to tell me I get that series in the first round and a best of three, sign me up every single time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Go Mystics. Yeah. I, yeah, I think the Mystics are going to win, and I think they're going to be a very interesting challenge for the way the playoffs shook out. Uh, Chicago versus New York.
0: Chicago in three.
1: I think Chicago in two. I think that New York is going to be fun and feisty, but I think Chicago is
0: on the road. Uh, I, I, th- I think New York's taking a game, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. And And I don't think you're going to be ready for my reason why. But uh, I think Natasha Howard is gonna have a great series. I can see it. I think
1: I think she matches up well
0: there. Like, you know, I've 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 never I don't feel like I've ever like hated on Natasha Howard, but I have had more from like expected more from her. I know Carissa mm-hmm. and I have talked about that before. She, the other night in um, Atlanta when I was at the game, she had that look in her eye the whole game, and like. When they put Nas Hillman on her, she was like, "Oh, this is a bucket. Give me the right." And she just, just, yeah. I mean, literally, just was not going to be stopped. And, um, you know, she hit that big three in the late game in their second game. Like, I, I just think that this is, and especially with Benaz still kind of in yeah. the middle, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to really see Natasha Howard be the Natasha Howard that the Liberty have wanted her to be. Um, and you're going to get to see it in the postseason. Excuse I like me, in it. the postseason. So I, I, I do think she will single-handedly swing at least one game and be a huge factor in the others. Because I'm not going to put a whole lot of weight on Sabrina, but I do think that Natasha Howard's going to help take some of that weight
1: off our shoulders. I like it. I like it. Aces and the whatever's left of the Phoenix Mercury. Aces I was so two. mad they got in just because, like all like even like if you remove any biases like they're just they're not they're not themselves you know what mm-hmm. i mean like, they haven't been themselves all year but then also not having dt and skylar it's just yeah no fun yeah it it it
0: isn't but like i will say you know similar to what we talked about with la that team seems to be playing through it pretty well mm-hmm. obviously they've had a lot of drum, but the players that are playing like you know diamond had a huge game
1: Shea I Petty was you know, a bucket
0: last week. Shea Petty is always going to show up. And I didn't bring her up earlier because she slipped my mind, but Sophie Cunningham is right there in the MIP discussion. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's, I she's again, we we, we have her qualms with her off the court, but on the court, like, you know, and, and that's always been my thing with her, even though I don't usually give her credit, but on the court, she's a, she's a player.
1: Like, she is. And Bree like, that's, that, that's a solid person to throw at somebody in a, in a playoff matchup, so. Yeah, the, but the i I, I do think,
0: I do think they have uh, the unfortunate case of, you know they be they beat the Aces last year, sure did, and uh, you know Asia, what was that one for fifteen night? That's not happening this year. I I don't see that. And obviously, again, the Mercury are a a fractured team. But I think even if they even if it was the same Mercury team, I don't think that's happening again.
1: I think I think I think the Aces are going to dominate both games
0: yeah so I, I don't think that one's going to be
1: real close well that will do it for this episode is there
0: one more is that all no, that,
1: that's all four bruh you oh. picked you picked connecticut you picked vegas you picked chicago and you picked washington
0: that's right okay
1: yeah so that's all the higher seeds except for washington yeah but you also picked two of them you pick one of them to go three like the one of the one of the like one of the largest seeds to steal a game, so not completely yeah. shocked.
0: So. I, uh, I think New York will steal a game for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, we will be back later this week with hopefully with Carissa back in tow when we're talking about the first games of each series. Uh, you can follow me at Polly Toad Hoops uh, holy crap, Corey. <laughs> Polly Toad Hoops OP. You can find Bailey at Sir underscore Richmond 20. Uh, please like, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow uh, our sites twitter account at alapastdb for all of our coverage of the mmba and wmba and with that we will catch you next time on rebel edition